0: You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. It's great to see you guys this morning. Um, today I'm going to share uh, a message called um, Standing Out in the Crowd. And uh, and to be honest, I could easily change that title to be Standing Out for the Crowd and I, I believe the reason is because I believe that that we're not just simply to stand out in the crowd in this in our communities in our world, but we're to stand out in the in or for this crowd. For we're to stand out for the people that we are going to be around. And so standing out in the crowd. Um, and so we're going to actually read from Luke 19:1 to 10 this morning, and it's the story of Zacchaeus. And I have a real soft spot for Zacchaeus and you're gonna see why in a moment but I really like Zacchaeus so Luke 19 chapters 1 to 10 so Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy he wanted to see who Jesus was but because he was short he could not see over the crowd did you see my soft spot <laughs> yes Zacchaeus was vertically challenged and so am I so he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way when Jesus reached the spot he looked up and said to him Zacchaeus come down immediately I must stay at your house so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw that, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. So I did, I did have um, something for you to look at, but something has probably happened and it might be my fault. It may not have gone right onto my flash drive, but anyways, um, that's okay. So, I'm very much aware this morning that this story is, is really about salvation. Jesus, in this story, says, Today salvation has come to your home. And then he says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save that what was lost. And so in this story, and really the life of Christ points to the reality that no matter where you come from in life, no matter what your walk is, you can come to Christ. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where you come from, what's happened, what's taken place, you can come to Christ. Jesus came to this, to this earth to display the greatest love act to all humanity. That's, that's what he did. He lived a perfect life. He died an undeserved death. He was buried, but he conquered the grave. He rose, right? Three days later, he conquered the grave. And he did this not because he had nothing better to do, but he did this because the scriptures tell us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And, and we need a savior who knew no sin to be our sin. He took it all upon himself. Jesus took our, our wrongdoings. He, he took our guilt. He took our shame. He took, he took the mistakes that, that we made. He took all of that upon himself so that we could be reconciled to a holy God. That's what he did for you and for me. However, this morning, I, I want us to also look at this underlying message with Zacchaeus of one that stood out in the crowd, one that I guess um, went against the norms of society. He, he also chose not to take the path of least resistance but he took a path of resistance in many many ways. I mean I guess I guess in some ways he wasn't very popular because a tax collector at that time wasn't really somebody that people liked. Actually you know even today sometimes we don't really like paying our taxes either. But this guy in particular um, he would actually take more from people than what they were supposed to actually give. So he was really not cared for. Um, but in regards to his position and stature, he risked everything. The scripture says he was a wealthy man. And, uh, and so he risked a lot in some regards. One of the other things about a tax collector or in this culture was the fact that, that men did not run. And, and if you were a chief tax collector, you certainly did not run. So the fact that he ran, as we read already in the scriptures, was something else that was kind of st- how he stood out in the crowd, how he went against the cultural norms, how he chose to take the path of, of resistance instead of least resistance. Um, and I believe it was because Zacchaeus wanted to, to not only hear about Jesus, but he wanted to experience Jesus. It wasn't good enough for him just to hear about him but it, he wanted to actually experience him. And and I personally don't believe for a second that he was unaware of what was going on with Jesus. I believe that he had heard or maybe seen or um you know heard maybe uh from some other people about the miracles that Jesus was doing. I believe that he um probably uh knew that that things were taking place that were, were not normal activities. Um, I believe that he saw Jesus transforming families' lives and he was like, there's something about this guy and I, I've got to encounter this. I believe that's what was taking place in his life. And the reality for us is that it's not enough to only Hear about Jesus, but we have to be in that place or we have to come to that place regularly where we say, I want to experience, I want to experience this God. I want to experience Jesus. And I guess if I could be really honest, this is probably not the first time that as a church we've kind of heard this sort of message about experiencing God. I mean, one of our five heart attributes is encountering the Holy Spirit is encountering God. And, uh, and, and I just, if I could be honest, not because sometimes I'm not honest, but I'll just be really honest right now. I believe we will continue to speak that way. I believe we will, we will continue to say we need to experience, we need to encounter the Holy Spirit. We need to encounter His presence. We need to, to regularly be experiencing this because it's truly what is, so, so important for our lives. And, uh, and I believe that, that we will, we will just keep, keep speaking it. And, and even when we are, and in some ways we have been experiencing God, we're just gonna keep speaking it. We're just gonna keep preaching this sort of message of encountering God and encountering the Holy Spirit. And we're gonna do that in love, but we're gonna keep saying, let's keep going after God. Let's keep going for it. And, uh, and so, so, I believe that that's so important. So, what can we learn from Zacchaeus um, today, kind of as a take-home? So, the first thing is this: is um, in verse three, it said he wanted to see Jesus, and so this this in many ways doesn't seem very profound. I want to see Jesus, but the word "see" meant more than I see this or I see that but in the greek the word was aidon and it means to take responsibility for causing something to happen to find out about to know so in other words zacchaeus was not content to observe jesus he wanted to encounter jesus and so he positioned himself for that to happen he in some ways, he takes responsibility for something to happen. I, I gave my life to Christ in 1998, so it's been almost 17 years. And, uh, and the, at the time, I guess six months prior to that happening, let's just say, to put a kind of a date on it, I did not know or realize That the Spirit of God had my number. I didn't know it but it was after I gave my heart to the Lord and I began to piece everything together that I saw that Holy Spirit was working in my life and I'm sure some of you could attest to that as well it's like in the moment you don't see it but afterwards when you look back you're like yeah oh yeah oh yeah and it all begins to make sense. And I believe that's what was happening in Zacchaeus's life. He was taking some responsibility because he wanted to see Jesus. But really, it was the work of the Holy Spirit in him that was taking place. And And I won't uh, go into my, my whole story because I don't want to take up a bunch of your time. But John 6.44 says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And that's the reality. It's like that particular day, Jesus had his eye on Zacchaeus. And he, he, he was like, today this guy's gonna encounter me. And in, in a few moments, we're gonna see kind of like some of the steps that led up to that. But no one comes to the Father except through the Son. And, and it's the Holy Spirit that draws us. And I know in my, in my own life, it's like, as I, as I kind of briefly said, it's all of these situations took place that led up to me coming to a place of saying, okay, God, I surrender my life to you. I I need to encounter you. I need to know what it is to be a follower of Christ. And, and you know, in and of themselves, the little sort of coincidences that took place prior to me giving my heart to the Lord may not have seemed like anything, but but because God was orchestrating it, it became the, you know... July 14th, 1998 became the greatest day of my life, giving my heart to Christ. And so I encountered Jesus that summer. But what I've discovered, and it's not that I just recently discovered, but I've, re- I've discovered this prior to, you know, a few weeks ago. I've discovered that it's not good enough just to encounter Jesus once. It's not good enough to just experience him once whether that be at salvation or 10 years ago, maybe at a church somewhere or maybe somewhere, you know, in, in your home or elsewhere. It's not good enough just to experience Him once. It's important and it's great and it needs to take place. But we need to see Jesus fresh every day. We need to take responsibility like Zacchaeus. He He saw Jesus and he took that responsibility and says, I want something to happen. And I believe as as believers, as followers of Christ, we need to not just encounter him occasionally, but we need to take this like responsibility upon ourselves and go, I want I want to continue to meet with Jesus fresh every day. I don't want this just to be a weekly thing, but I want to daily meet with him. And sometimes that time with him might be profound and transforming, and other times it might just be, in a sense, feel like it's going through the motions, but regularly just meeting with him. And just daily saying, God, I want to I see you today. I need to position myself regularly to encounter God. My initial encounter with God was simply a starting point for all of the other things that God wanted to do in and through my life. God wants us to regularly encounter him. And... uh he wants us to position ourselves regularly so we can, so we can meet with him. The other thing I've realized too is that us encountering Holy Spirit is not just for us. And I'll get to that in a few moments. So the second thing that Zacchaeus does is he runs. Verse three and four said, being a short man, he ran ahead. So, as I've already mentioned, this was not, you know, this was not cultural for a man to run. But he was not willing to let anything get in his way. He didn't care about the cultural norms. He didn't care about any of that stuff. He wanted to meet with Jesus. He wasn't worried about his reputation or what people would say. He wasn't worried about just. You know how people would see him now he just wanted to encounter him and so i guess my question for us and i ask this question to myself regularly and i even a few weeks ago when i was sharing in bright night i was aware of again of something in my life that sort of i was a little bit concerned with what people might think it was sort of this tension between fearing god and fearing man and sometimes we wrestle with that and uh so my question is, what, what is getting in our way from running to God? And I'll just leave that wide open. But God has called each of us to stand out in the crowd or to stand out for the crowd. But there's, there's things that happen in life or there, there's things that's taking place in life that sometimes cause us to not want to stand out in the crowd? And what are those things in our lives that do that? See, it's not about being weird or wimpy or religious or even spiritual. It's about loving God and loving people. As followers of Christ, that's what we're called to do. And it's not about being super religious or super spiritual. It's just about loving people, loving God. It's about finding out, what God's heart is in a situation and living that. It's about getting into the nitty-gritty of people's lives and bringing Jesus into that situation. You know, sometimes we've over-spiritualized so many things or we, we want to be really religious or whatever it might be and, and God is, just says, no, just love people. Love me and love people. Get into people's lives. Get into the nitty-gritty Find out what is needed and just bring me into that situation. Don't overcomplicate it. Just make it really simple. The scriptures say it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And, and that's the reality is that we have this privilege of bringing hope into people's lives. And, uh, and we need to take that opportunity to give hope. So Zacchaeus he saw Jesus, he began to run, and then the next thing he does is he climbs. Verse 4 says, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. So I believe, as I mentioned a few moments ago, that, that Jesus had his eyes on him the whole time. It wasn't like all of a sudden a surprise. Oh, look, there's a guy up in a tree. I should stop. I believe Jesus had his eyes on Zacchaeus and he was just simply waiting to see what Zacchaeus would do. This, I guess, this moment sort of reminds me of of Exodus 3 when Moses sees a burning bush that wasn't on fire but was in flames. And the scriptures in Exodus three four says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him. Right? It's like in that moment everything changed. I mean I don't honestly I I, I don't know if if things would have looked different if if Moses just decided not to take any notice of this burning bush who knows what could have happened. I'm sure God would have just done something different, tweaked a few things. Okay, here we go. But he looked, and that's when God called to him. And so, I guess, and so began this encounter. This, once he looked, God called to him, and this encounter began to take place between Moses and God. And the moment Zacchaeus climbed in the tree, Jesus knew that Zacchaeus was in. It was like, okay, I've got this guy's attention. You know, he really, hes he wants to actually go against the norms. He wants to, he's serious about following me in many ways. I believe what happened to Zacchaeus in that tree in that short time was that he got a new perspective. It's like when he was up in that tree, and I don't necessarily know how long that was, but I think he got a new perspective. I think he kind of took sort of a little bit of a, what's going on? looking at his own heart looking at the situation on the ground below him watching Jesus and seeing people that were drawn to him and i'm sure some people were obviously not super attracted to him and i believe he got this new perspective of what really matters in life what are the things that are important to me what are the, is it is it wealth or do i want something else is it this or do i want this it was just he began to. He got this new perspective when he was in that tree. And I remember in my own life, early on in my faith, I uh, I was at a friend's wedding, and after his wedding in the afternoon, um, we had an evening church service. And I I remember um, just worshiping God, and then all of a sudden, without really sort of like planning on doing this i just fell to my knees and i began to weep and what was taking place in that moment in my heart was i i was there was this tension and the tension was because when i was with sort of like my old friends and seeing that lifestyle that i had come from and this new life that god had given to me i started thinking man like i didn't really like experiencing that this afternoon but those, those were my friends. Those were the people that I did life with for, you know, 22 years. And, uh, and I f- started feeling this tension and I just, I, and I was just weeping. And it was like the Lord showed me in that moment, you have, you have two choices to make. If you want to go back to that life, that option is for you. That option's available for you. But this option's also available for you and you don't necessarily know what this option is going to look like. You don't know what's around the corner, but if you trust me, it's a good option. It's, it's, it's an option that's going to bring fullness of life. And this is not going to bring that. And you just sort of, it was just this moment between me and the Lord. And I just obviously remember as I'm standing here now, it was like I took that, that option of following Christ. And it was that moment where I felt like was another sort of pivotal encounter with the Lord that day and I think that's where with Zacchaeus it's like he had this new perspective he got up there and and he just sort of surveyed the land and surveyed his heart and said what really matters in life and he kind of followed after that. Zacchaeus was still a part of the world living by its set of values and standards and not embracing God's ways but he wanted that to change. As followers of Christ, we are to be in the word, or in the world, but not of the world. And that's taken from John 17, Jesus' prayer for his disciples, to be in the world, but not of the world. And I think sometimes we need to climb a tree, so to speak, and get a new perspective on things. We need to realign our thoughts. We need to realign our priorities. We need to realign our ways to what Christ has set out for us. Zacchaeus, in that moment, I think, even though he still hadn't come to that place of salvation, I believe he was realigning some of the things and some of the ways he was living. So the last thing we see with Zacchaeus is it says Zacchaeus responds with action. Zacchaeus responded with action. Verse 6, 7, and 8, it said, basically, it says, come down immediately. Immediately, Jesus says, I must stay at your house. And then Zacchaeus comes down, welcomes Jesus. The crowds begin to mutter. And Zacchaeus stands up and he puts action to his repentance. And and to be completely honest, there's there's too much to unpack in this moment. But what I want us to see here is that Jesus didn't tell him what to do. Zacchaeus knew what he needed to do. And I love that about Holy Spirit. It's like sometimes it's just about getting into His presence, and when you're in His presence, you just know what you're to be doing. And that's what happened with Zacchaeus. The scriptures say that he would give back, give back a bunch to the poor, and and then four times a month to anybody else that he may have cheated. It was just like I don't even know how many people I've cheated, but but I'll just I'm just willing to give back because. I've done wrong. And it was like in that moment, Jesus knew that there was this, this guy's life, life had just been radically changed. I think sometimes we're waiting for Jesus to do something when in fact we know what we are to do and he is waiting for us to do it so he can see how serious we are. You know, sometimes it's like, Jesus, if you, if you do this, then I'll do that. And if you do this, then this. And Jesus is actually saying, No, 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 it doesn't work that way. No, no, you, you know what you're to be doing. So you take that step and I promise I'll be with you. You go that direction, I promise I'll be there with you. You know what you're to be doing. Zacchaeus knew exactly what he was to do. And then Jesus was right there with him. And I really believe that, that, um, actually I'll go here first. I've mentioned, I've mentioned this before. And it's a sobering verse for me. And it's John or James 4.17. And it's uh, anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. And I really, again, I think of Zacchaeus' life. And he knew what he should be doing and what he shouldn't be doing. And it's like, and he chose to do the right thing. And so I started, I guess, our time mentioning this idea that Zacchaeus wanted to not simply hear about God, but he wanted to encounter God and how we should desire to do the same. What I, what I didn't mention is that encountering Jesus was never intended to be something that we keep to ourselves, but it's to be shared with others. Us encountering God is to be shared with others. I believe that in this story, there's a direct connection between Zacchaeus encountering God and his community being changed. Because it's like he knew what he was to do, he encountered, he encountered Jesus, and then he goes, and then he would have went back out and he would have begun to pay people back, right? And I know that they would have seen something radical has transformed this individual, and that would have had a, a very positive spiral effect, so sort to of speak, in the lives of that community. And so I believe this is to be an example for us that we're to encounter, as as is our you know one of our five heart attributes of the church, to encounter Holy Spirit. But it's not simply so that we can just keep it to ourselves. So that but so that we can share it with our community. I guess my prayer is that we would that we would have fresh encounters with God, so that our community would begin to uh, would begin to see we'll begin to see God. We'll begin to see how the Lord is working in and through our lives and how he wants to transform other people's lives as well. David, would you mind coming up? Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. And we've heard that scripture a lot. And sometimes that's one of the ones that I have a hard time believing. Like, especially if I look at my experience and sort of how, where I'm at in my daily walk, and then I look at where Jesus is or where he was at in his daily walk, I think, yeah, that one maybe should have been omitted from the scriptures, but it's it's not meant to be. It's meant to be there because I, I believe the scripture is truth. And we're to, we we have we can do even greater things than these. But I believe it all starts in, by encountering Holy Spirit and then stepping out in faith and mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to go and do what Jesus has called me to do. And I know what that is to do. I just got to take that step of faith. The majority of what Jesus did was in his community. I believe that these times here, on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening are to be moments where we're encouraged, where we celebrate God's faithfulness, where we, where we just sort of spur one another on, where we grow in our faith as well. But I believe the greatest place to really be an example of Christ, the greatest, you know, opportunities are out in our community. And, uh, and God's called us to that. And each and every one of us is called to go out and to be salt and light in our communities. And I believe that that God wants to do great things in our lives and our communities. And so um, I guess I would just end with this and we can stand is that that we would encounter God so that we can get out into our communities and so other people can encounter Him. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk